Welcome back, folks, to the Real Housewives of Potomac After Show. Tonight, we're talking the Rainbow Baby Party. We're talking Salty Psychics, and we're talking Missy F. Candace. All this and more coming up for you next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz What's hey guys, up? party people! Hey, hey, hello! I'm your host Erica Edwards, but I couldn't do it without my girls. Give it up for the great and lovely Alexis. Hello, and the also great and lovely Lauren. Hey guys! All right, you guys. This is season four, episode seven, salty behavior. Uh, and it was a cool episode. What did you guys think overall? I really liked this episode. There were a lot of touching moments as well as a lot of salty moments. So I'm happy we had that balance and it was a very entertaining show overall. Yeah, I loved the Ashley and the and the Karen. It was very beautiful. It was a lot of healing. Yes, yes. I agree. I thought that they had some really genuine kind of cool moments together. So I did enjoy it a lot. So let's uh, actually take it from the top and start off with Monique and Chris and their rainbow baby party. Um, I thought it was great, the decorations. I mean, I think pretty consistently Monique throws, like, really good parties. I mean, even if she cooks people out, her party (laughs) and the food and the catering, like, I feel like she puts her functions together really tight. What did you guys think overall about the aesthetics of how she had things laid out and all of that? I think it looked very pretty. Um, It didn't look too over the top, but still was very nice, nice touches. I love just the whole concept of a rainbow baby and a rainbow party and kind of finding that light after darkness. So I just love that she did that. Yeah, Yeah. that was cool. I love the cake. Like, I don't know if you noticed when they had to stick the rainbow into the cake. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was cool. I kind of wanted to see more of the cake. (laughs) It looked good. Um... I thought it was nice her whole family is there. Her mom looks so like her si- Like, you know how people are like, oh, your mom looks like your sister. No, her mm-hmm. mom literally looks like she's like 34. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. She does. And I keep seeing her sister. Her sister, I guess, lives in the valley. I see her all the time. So oh, I know. Wow. I've seen her like. In person? Her- yes. Oh. I've seen, I saw her at Tequila, like in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, okay. And I, no, but it was bothering me because I was like, this girl looks familiar. Mm-hmm. And it just hit me tonight. Like, that's Monique's sister. And they look a lot alike. Yeah. So I'm sure you was oh, able to really cool. point it out. Yeah. Cool, cool, that's cool. funny. Random, random. Small fact. world. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, what did you think about uh, Shirley, Chris's mother, the mother in law? Oh, Shirley. It actually kind of not made me mad, but I was a little disappointed that she did the apology in front of everyone like that. Like, I I get it. Like, you feel like you have to do a public apology because it was public embarrassment. But I felt like that was, wasn't the right time to do so. I think, you know, they were celebrating something positive and to bring it up in front of everyone. I don't really think it was everybody's business to be brought up in front of. So I wish she would have just apologize to her off to the side. It still would have been public because we're watching it on TV, so I didn't feel like it needed to be announced in front of the whole party. Oh, okay. That's fair. Uh, I appreciated the public apology. I do think she still should have apologized to her privately, like explicitly apologized, say that I'm sorry mm-hmm. um, to her, but I actually thought it was nice because, you know, everybody in the party was talking about it to the side, so True. why not just say it? It just made me feel like it was less sincere, like she was doing it in front of everyone because she felt like she had to and so she can say that she did it versus really genuinely feeling sorry and wanting to make sure that she knew that she was sorry. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think a little bit of both. Um, I 
I kind of respect her for doing it because I think a lot of, not a lot, a decent amount of Monique's storyline has been this beef with her mother-in-law, and they keep showing the same clip of her mother-in-law, like, every time she refers to her. So I can see where you want to publicly clear your name on the show, like, mm-hmm. outside, you know, like, I, I kind of see the gesture. I mean, I get what you're saying, like, how authentic is it or whatever. I mean, she probably did it because she does have to, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? She yeah. wants a relationship with her grandkids or whatever, so I was like, she probably... You know, because even in that little discussion they had, she was like, kind of like, just move on. You know how people were like, okay, let's just, let's move forward. That's not really the same as saying you sorry. That's Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, it's done. You know, what's done is done. So I don't know if she's, I mean, not saying she's not apologetic, but, you know, she knows that she has to do if she wants to keep her son in her life, I think. Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was sincere. I appreciated it. If you're going to, I get it. Like, if you're going to embarrass me publicly, you should also apologize publicly. So I thought it was nice. Um, in the chat, Joseph. Hey, Joseph. Hi, Joey. Joseph. Hey. He says that he wished that she, Shirley, would have done it privately. Felt like the producers wanted Monique's party just to happen so we could get the apology. Hmm. So I see both sides as well, but I get it. I do think, I don't think it was easy for her to do it in front of the crowd, though, either. Because really? I think Miss Shirley is somebody who's like, she doesn't want to apologize. Like, if you call mm-hmm. me a heifer, I don't think, like, apologies just roll off your tongue. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I do think she probably is a little bit sorry, but I don't think, we'll see how much she changes. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see if her actions reflect what she said. Um, and it seems like they ended the show on a good note, so hopefully they continue to move in that direction. Yeah, how did you feel about uh, the discussion where they showed them privately, where it was just Chris, his mother, and Monique? And, like, I really liked the way that Chris kind of stood up to his mother. Yes. And kind of like, because you do have to, at some point, you're going to have to take a side. Mm-hmm. And he chose to go with his wife. And I thought it was really interesting and mature how he handled it. How did you guys feel about him on that part? It was great because while the conversation was going on, it kind of seemed like his mom was kind of putting him in the middle and putting it all on him. Like, oh, you should have said something. You should have said that's my mom. And it's like, okay, hold up, mom. This is my wife. You did what you did. I'm not going to just defend you because you're my mom. What's right is right. And I'm glad that he took a stance, was able to defend his wife, but also didn't do it in a way that disrespected his mother. I thought he did it perfectly. Chris can do no wrong to me. <laughs> me I'm either. looking for Chris. Mm-hmm. Like, Chris is such a good, like, he's so sweet. Yeah. Like, if Chris did something bad, I would feel it. Like, I'm mm-hmm. a part of the family. Like, I just think Chris is just the sweetest husband and father, so. And he got the coin. Hello? That too. I mean, well, that's number <laughs> true. one for me. So. True, true. It's not always about that, but you know. It's Hypergamy is important. <laughs> yeah, I felt like the way he handled it was just, like, really mature. And you see so many husbands, especially on these, like, housewife shows, that, like, can't seem to manage their Mm -hmm. mother Mm -hmm. and so I thought it was interesting the way he kind of you know I thought he played it pretty good he did yeah so all right so even though and shout out to all the fathers out there happy father's day everyone yes a woohoo even though it was um father's day we saw everyone's mother I think this episode so that was kind of fun (laughs) Mm -hmm. so let's move on to talk. There was a quick segment where we saw Robin and her mother working on, I guess, that house, that that, that dungeon pit or whatever, that uh, money pit. Uh, so it's interesting. I like that they're working together. Like, I think that's super cute. But um, how did you feel about the the comments Robin made that seemed to, seemed to indicate that kind of her relationship with Juan, with Juan is somehow tied to her success in this property? 
I really didn't understand what one had to do with the other. I mean, I guess this is kind of her way of proving herself to him that she's able to accomplish something because she probably had to go through a lot for him to even be okay with investing that kind of money. So maybe in that sense, but I don't really see how, regardless of what happens with the house, it's going to make or break anything they have going on with their relationship. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I think it's kind of sad that she feels like she still needs to prove herself Hmm. and almost like her worth in a way to a man she's been with her whole life. Like, I think that's so sad that she feels like she has to continue. Like, that has to be some serious mind stuff. Like, you have to, he he was cheating on you, that's partly, so that you probably feel some insecurity in that area. Then you also Mm. feel it in the financial vein Mm -hmm. of the relationship. It's kind of sad that she has to continue to feel like that. Like, when does it end? You already gave this man two kids in your life. Mm -hmm. Like, so I don't know. I never really thought about that. Yeah, I mean, when I saw it, it it was a little troubling because exactly like you said, to me, this is the first season where she's almost, almost seemed like she's been on equal footing with Juan in the relationship. This is the first season where he's kind of like really showing affection towards her and kind of really being romantic and kind of coming around, I would say, um, at least to me more than in other seasons. And then for Mm -hmm. her to personally still feel like, okay, but I'm basically still auditioning and got to prove myself to keep him. And if this doesn't work, that's a lot of pressure on this house. It's like six months beyond the time that was supposed to be done anyway. It's like, you know, some people have bad deals. It's not the end of the world. So why that's so tied to her relationship is surprising. It sounds like he's a boss and not a partner. It's a... It's a new venture, so you would think your partner would be your cheerleader and supporting you even if you do fail. So it's it's just kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I just want to talk to Robin. Like, you're so great, you know? Like, we're all so great. We shouldn't have to feel like we have to prove ourselves in a relationship. It should feel like peace. Yeah. And it'll be interesting because in Juan's defense, we never really hear from him. So yeah. we don't know for sure if this is something that she's feeling within herself that came from her and her insecurities or if this is something where he's like, okay, if you don't get this together, you know, I'm going to, you know, we don't know really what's coming from him. So he could be saying it or he could just be like, look, I'm, I'm going to practice. I'm taking the kids to practice. You I know, think it's I the latter for sure. I don't, I mean, again, we don't really know, but I, I think it is just her in her head. Like, I I think that from what we see of Juan, I don't see him making her feel bad. I think it's just her, like, you know, fighting with herself a little bit with her own securities and the battles that she's had in the relationship. You know what I think? I think her and Juan are in a good place, and she don't really got much else going on. The only thing that they've really talked about with her this season is this flipping housing thing. So if that's not going to become a thing, what is her storyline going to be? Is she going to still be on the show? So maybe she's like... I gotta make this a for sure storyline. <laughs> or I ain't gonna no more. That's a, that's a really good point, and I really I agree with you, and I hope that's the case because otherwise that's really sad. So hopefully you are just trying to like, okay, let me make this house struggling it mm-hmm. and make and Taiwan into it to really sell it. So hopefully that's what exactly because it it's like what have we really seen of Robin this season other than this flipping houses stuff? And it's I mean it's cute, but. I don't think that's real housewife worthy. Sorry, oh Robin. Gosh. It's kind of like what we see. Like Robin's kind of like. Let me be quiet. Uh, I like Robin. I think she's cool, yeah. but like she never has any. You know how every housewife cast you kind of have to have like that safe, like marketable person who doesn't really do too much mess. Like Robin's that person. Mm-hmm. Like she's just like she can kind of go with everybody in the group. Like mm-hmm. so, it's a good thing for your real yeah. life not to have an excessive amount of drama. Yeah, it's like up till now, Juan has been her storyline. That whole thing of them trying to work it out. And now that they're in a good place, it's like, 
But what do we have left to talk about? So I guess let me bring up Juan in this other situation that I have to kind of keep it going. I don't know. All right. Well, good luck to that. Maybe Maybe it should be on the next episode of Flip This House. I don't know. (laughs) Or maybe it'll lead to a spinoff. Thank you. Exactly. Where she just remodels. Yeah. Um, Although I will say this. Shout out to her hair. We noticed, boo, no more ramen hair hair curls or whatever. So looking great. See, y'all She looked good. She looked really good. And then even in the, like, her whole, she got a little, we noticed we got your you got your dude done, girl, and it looks good. Yeah. Y'all so. love to come. Y'all love to say y'all love natural hair, but when she pulled out that ramen, everybody had a problem, okay? <laughs> ramen just didn't go to the shop that day. I like it. I like when it's pressed out. It looks really nice, Robin. I, I really mean, like your I, hair. I, I, like, yeah. I like it curly, too, but the ramen thing was just, you know, I mean... We we can I'll DM you some good gels, girl. I don't know what was going on, <laughs> and I love the natural look. But yeah, whatever. It was looking great today, so looking gorgeous. And, and her mom looks. Everybody's mom looked really good. Yeah, this this. Episode. I love her and Jadelle's mom. They seem like very loving. But we'll still tell you about yourself. They seem like nice mommies. Yeah. All right. Well, we before we move on to the next topic. Alexis has something great to tell you guys. So, hey, guys. (laughs) We just want to give you a huge thank you for tuning in every week and making us the ESPN of TV Talk. We love what we do. We love watching our crazy shows and talking about them with you. But we can't continue to do it without you. So make sure if you're watching on YouTube to like, comment, and subscribe. If you're listening on iTunes, make sure to give us a five-star rating. And no matter what, no matter the show, no matter the day, make sure you tune into After Buzz TV to hear us talk about all of your favorite shows. Yay. Okay, so moving <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so Oh, I just want to shout out Ronnie because you know he's going out. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, hey. <laughs> he's in the chat going hey. off. Hi, he loves Ronnie. Robin for the show. He's just, I can't even keep up. He loved the ramen hair. Just wanted to shout out Ronnie. Ronnie is team Robin in okay. these comments. Yeah, he's like everything. Oh, he misses Sharice. I just wanted to shout him out. Hey, Ronnie. Okay. Hey, Ronnie. <laughs> hey, Ronnie. Yeah, no to the ramen, Ronnie. But anyway. Um, Ronnie Ramen. <laughs> okay, let's move to, since we're on the mother train, let's talk Giselle and her mother. That was really cute, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nice to see Giselle with her mother. And her mother is so funny. Like, I loved it when she's like, yeah, that's enough. Don't tell me about your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's I have nothing beautiful. nice to say, so I ain't going to say it. You don't have anything nice to say? No, I'm saying that's what oh. Giselle's mom was saying. Uh, I just said I love the mom. Oh, okay, I thought you were saying you had nothing nice to say about her I mom. Like, I was, I was like, like, wait. Wait, wait. I was like, I was like, did I go to sleep on that part? Because I was like, it wasn't really no. nothing too great going on right No, there. I love Giselle's mom oh, okay, and Robin's okay. mom. I love them both. No, I'm saying that was her take on oh, the dad. Yeah. Like, no, I don't have nothing nice to say, so I'm don't. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm not yeah. going to say nothing about your daddy on national TV. But 35 yeah. years and you don't even talk after. That's crazy. That's crazy. I wonder what happened. What did you do? And the fact that she said, I get my shade from my mom and not the dad you know her mom got the shade because the dad was coming for karen oh yeah so imagine the mom it's just double the dose of shade and giselle just had no choice but to be shady yeah yeah very true very true but her parents both are so cute cute. yeah they're adorable Yeah. yeah and it was interesting 
that now uh, Giselle is like trying to get a property. Hilarious. She's like, well, it worked for Robin. Uh, we'll see. I feel like the producers literally put that in just for this, like mm-hmm. just for that edit. Like, let's yeah. let's leave them to go to Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. And, and how they went from how Giselle was saying, "Oh, Robin has a property, is doing very well," and then it went to her property. Yes. and they showed all the bad parts of it. The producers are being shady. Oh uh, gosh! Shout out to the editing. Yeah. yeah, but it's funny because when she was talking about you know getting a property and it wasn't really fixed up, I was like, "Oh, maybe that means she's going to get Robin's help." Like she's going to support her friend in her business and that was going to be her segue into that but no that's not happening yeah Yeah, that's what I kind of thought too I was like okay are you gonna you know is this like another business are Mm -hmm. you still focusing on makeup Mm -hmm. or is this you know for you to live yeah I wasn't really sure at first where they were going with it I was like oh is she gonna it's gonna be another like strain of income or whatever but it should be interesting uh let's see let's talk about Let's go. Let's talk a little bit about Ashley. Well, no, no. Before we go to Ashley, no, I guess we will do Ashley. Um, Ashley, what did you guys think about Ashley's speech at the Rainbow Party? Because I want to bring that up first. I felt like it was sincere. I really felt for her. I was like fighting back tears as I was watching it. I think that she truly has pain. And even seeing Michael have that pain, especially after not too long ago, he didn't even want to have a baby. So now he's in this position how how much hurt he feels after losing a baby. It's like, wow, I really feel for this couple. They've been through all of this, and they were finally waiting for that moment, and they lost it. So for her to share it, I thought was very brave, and I thought was very sincere. So for the people that followed up after that and tried to say it wasn't sincere, like... I don't agree with you. Lexi's going to fight you. Um, that's I'm her translator. I definitely agree. I think that it was heartfelt, and I'm not the biggest Ashley stan, but I can definitely empathize. Like, I'm human, so I can empathize with that. I believed it, and it, especially that she did it at Monique's party. Like, mm-hmm. that took a lot of bravery, a lot of courage to do right. that and speak. And I actually like that we saw Michael kind of get emotional because... Mm-hmm. We all we know about Michael is like he likes butts and like he likes touching people, groping people. Like so, it was nice to see more to him and like mm-hmm. him, like them comforting each other. Kind of, yeah. you know, we never really see them like loving, acting mm-hmm. lovingly to toward each other. So yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I, know, I thought that was sweet. You can really see the change in their relationship this season. Just how much closer they are. The fact that they both really want this. That they've been able to communicate better and lean on each other. And I think that was a prime example of that showing. You know, by her doing that speech. You didn't like it. You didn't believe it, did you? Hold on. Because <laughs> your, your face the whole time is no, like... No, okay, so, okay, so one thing. I believed Ashley. And but I I was watching the uh, Twitter the Twitter stream tonight as well, and so I did not I don't think I clipped this tweet, but there were a couple of tweets where they were like, well, Michael suddenly wants a baby now that he's going through all this sex charge drama, which I mm. thought was an interesting perspective. And secondly, since we know that the mama in law was drinking Jesus. They were also probably a little tipsy, too. So because I was like, Michael, this is the most I've really seen Michael really into the pregnancy. So Ashley, yeah, like I totally believe and she's authentic. And I think she really felt a lot of pain with her miscarriage and all of that. Michael's sort of, this is reminding us of what we lost, all that stuff. I'm not sure if I'm feeling Michael is being all the way So you think he's trying to get sympathy even after some of the stuff that he's done? Is that what it is, or... I mean, I think 
that's the implication that I think other people I'm not going okay. as far as to say because of the sexual harassment he's trying to like regroup mm-hmm. I don't really think that much mm-hmm. but I think he was laying it on a little thick because I was like you not that deeply into this baby situation mm-hmm. you just kind of got on board so not saying that he wouldn't be hurt by the miscarriage I do think he would be but it seemed a little extra but he was also probably a little tipsy so that could count for it I think interesting so. but but yeah they brought up some interesting sort of I guess doubt on kind of what he was doing but um definitely I think her segment was really heartfelt mm-hmm. and uh just really kind of touching and the reason why I brought that up now <laughs> was because uh before we talk about more about her and Karen and Michael's later segment I wanted to talk about Candace kind of doing her little act out of of Ashley when she was meeting with Giselle that just seemed so, like, in poor taste. What Mm -hmm. did you guys feel about Candace's sort of reenactment of the rainbow baby party? I am not a fan of Candace right now. I just thought that was so shady and unnecessary. And, you know, I was talking her up last week about how she was the bigger person to apologize and that I think she genuinely saw what she did wrong. But then she comes on the show this week and she says that she thought it was all an act. And it's like, how can you apologize for something like that? And then turn right around and say the same thing and then add on that you don't think it's not sincere. Like, what would be insincere about somebody being sad about losing their child like why is that so hard to believe it just really made me think wow Candace isn't a really mean person honestly I'm not a fan of it wow (laughs) (laughs) period Um, period city girls Um, I didn't agree with her action I'm still gonna give her she hasn't shown me enough to like you know deem it as her total character Um, but I didn't agree with how she reacted. I was very surprised and a little disappointed. Like, mm-hmm. girl, you like you said, you just apologized. And now, before, it was just like, I'm questioning. Now it's starting to seem malicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, because even the reenactment, and I think, I liked how Giselle, like, you notice Giselle did not say something either way. Mm-hmm. She was just like, well, how do you feel? Like, mm-hmm. so Giselle handled that well on her part. So can't get back to Ashley right. that you said anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was very surprised. Like, I don't know. I, I don't think it's really about the miscarriage for them. I think there's some beef. Mm-hmm don't know mm-hmm. like that she's not even thinking about the miscarriage she can't hopefully you really can't be that mad about a baby mm-hmm. maybe it's just like i just don't like ashley yeah so right. that's what it is yeah because that if so that like it's still terrible that was like you said a poor taste mm-hmm. i was disappointed candace yeah that whole scene was super messy super crazy um i think you know, it's just interesting how she not only went in on ashley but she went on you know kind of carrying this sort of you know, kind of revamping Monique's words to Giselle and kind of basically just trying to start some mess. So mm-hmm. I don't know if she's, like, trying to hold on, you know, to her spot or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's, like, it, it just kind of came out of nowhere, and she was really being shady, and, like, Twitter was dragging her. Like, Good. whatever few fans she had, she's losing them. Yeah, yeah, the chat's dragging her, too. I wanted to shout out Film Raiders. Like, I didn't like that Candace read it out Monique talking about Katie's rap. She's being a bone collector. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, to Sheree. Exactly. <laughs> it could exactly. never be Sheree. Thank you. And bone collectors get cut, boo, so watch yeah. out. Um, yeah, so I definitely, that scene was really interesting. And like you said, it was interesting to see kind of Giselle kind of play it safe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And even at that end of, the, uh, um, of that segment, Candace said in her own confessional, like, I need to shut up. Like, yeah. you should have 
thought that way earlier. Because I think, and it could, of course, it's still Monique and Giselle. They still have that history. So Giselle, you know, somebody, somebody tell you something about somebody you don't like, it, you take it even more seriously. Because mm-hmm. then she made it about like slavery, mm-hmm. like a, all the racial undertones, head wraps. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Monique said it that way. I don't think so, so either. So I just, I don't even think it was worth Candace bringing up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. right. And especially to Giselle, because yeah. now you know for a fact Giselle's going to carry yeah. it. Yeah. Giselle's certainly going to spread it or bring it back to Monique. It's just going to probably get bigger than this one moment which is kind of like silly over Mm -hmm. what you know so that kind of whole interaction I thought was I think it'll who knows it might lead to more between the ladies but it definitely will uh, you know it was not a good look for Candace not at all we see them fighting in the trailer so Mm -hmm. Monique and Candace so they were buddy buddy last season so I was wondering I knew as Giselle and Candace started hanging out Mm -hmm. the Monique and Candace thing was going to come to an end very true uh, before we end, do our last little segment, what did you guys think about the trailer, the mid-season trailer? How did you guys feel about the the upcoming drama? Looks like it's getting good. Yeah. And it looks like we have a lot of people coming at Candace, so I feel like it's, for based off of what we've just seen so far, it looks like it's going to be well-deserved, so I'm excited to see that. Yeah, I just want them to leave God out of it with the prayer cuts. <laughs> I was like, I see, y'all producers, y'all getting bold now. Y'all bringing prayer into this. But mm-hmm. yeah, it should be interesting. We'll see. You know what? I am ready for Ashley to be pregnant on the show because like, it's beautiful watching all of this, but we already know she's pregnant. So it's right. like, okay, so when is it going to get to that point where we actually know she's pregnant on this show? So I, you, you saw like a sonogram of the snippet that's coming up. So maybe we'll finally see that happen. All right, well, that is the perfect segue into our last little uh, segment where we talk about Ashley, Michael, Karen, all that stuff. Um, so what was interesting was to see Ashley and Michael at the doctor. Mm-hmm. And again, because I think we just discussed this last week, how was your feeling about Ashley sort of being like, okay, yeah, it couldn't possibly be Michael's sperm. We're not going to worry about that. It's mm-hmm. all about me. Or whatever you know what I'm saying like she seemed to kind of take it on to herself when you are sleeping with somebody who's like 60 yeah I mean she did make a good point though like she's able she's been able to get pregnant she just hasn't been able to carry it to term so when you think about it in that way it is kind of like okay his he's doing what you know he has what he's supposed to have to get it going but if you don't have the body to carry it then you know it makes sense but at the same time it's really sad to basically hear her doubt herself and to you can tell she kind of feels a little bit insecure because she feels like she's not woman enough to you know carry a baby and no woman should ever feel like that like there's never anything wrong with you but I get her being insecure and feeling like that after all of these situations of losing babies so yeah I feel like she does have that concern genuinely but I also think she's you know taking it off of Michael as a ego ploy Right, exactly. Like, that's, like, yeah, I, I think that's it's what just I think like, for sure, too. Because Ashley, I definitely see you can do both. I empathize with her, but she's still a manipulative person, and that's game. Hmm. It can't be him. That's game. <laughs> that is 48 Laws of Power. So, yeah, I don't know. I think, of course, she still should get checked out, mm-hmm. but I think she's saying this stuff so then the doctor will kind of do the work for her, which he did, and say, well, what about you, Michael? Hmm. So she doesn't have to do it, and his little ego won't be hurt. Exactly. Game. Good so, point. Yeah. Game. So, doctor, as long as you do it, because it could be him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, 
what did you guys think about Ashley going to Karen at the party and then later, you know, them kind of doing their own little personal one-on-one outing? How did you guys feel about her apology to Karen? I thought it was a big step. I feel like Ashley has been trying to right a lot of wrongs in the last couple episodes. And maybe to her, it's just, you know, she has been kind of messy. She has been the potster. She has done a lot of bad things to people. But maybe that's why she feels like maybe she lost her baby or why things haven't been going that well for her. So maybe this this has just been her way of righting some wrongs so that she can have better karma. And maybe that's how she ended up pregnant. I'm a big person on karma, so I can see her, like, wanting to kind of clear things up with people to have a better outcome in life. Right. I think, like, her, she says in the credits, like, she's trying to get on, you know, the bitch karma's good side. Mm-hmm. So I do think it's a lot. I think she probably, like Karen said, which I thought was big of Karen, that she sees that the miscarriage has changed her, mm-hmm. but she's also trying to right wrong so she can be all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I didn't really hear her. Did she apologize? Like, did she say, I'm sorry? She just said, I want to get together, because I don't know if I missed that. I feel like she apologized before, and now there, it's actually the act of trying to make things better. Okay, because I yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I don't, yeah, I, I know she mentioned it in the confessional, so I thought she said she was sorry, at least for not being more around or more there for her when her father passed. Not mm-hmm. so much that she was sorry about all the messiness she did, necessarily. Mm-hmm. But I think she was very, um, she did have a lot of regret for kind of not being more supportive when Karen's parents died, I think. Um... What did you guys think about the salty psychic? (laughs) Did y'all think she was real? I wanted to ask you. I didn't. And I think that she felt like Karen thought she was BSing. And then she was like, well, let me just throw out her dad so she'll feel something. Like, I didn't feel like she really felt like she was talking to her dad or that she was some sort of medium. I think she was just trying to look like she knew what she was doing on TV. And she was like, <laughs> if I bring up her dad, she'll cry. And it looks like it would look like I did something. That's how I feel. What do you think, Erica? Um, well, I don't know about the psychic, the chakra part and the salt and all that stuff. I thought that was actually seemed very relaxing. And I know I've gone to, like, salt rooms in K-Town and stuff. Um... I don't know. I mean, it's kind of a toss-up because on one hand, it's like, well, yeah, of course, that is what your dead father would say. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of so general. Yeah. It wasn't clear. It wasn't, you know, but it was also sort of in the moment. So maybe she, you know, maybe she did feel like Karen needed, <clears throat> excuse me, to hear this. So I'm in between on it. I don't want to call the woman out because I don't want no spirits coming to get me while I'm trying to sleep. But um, it's not going to go either way. Yeah, I think I'm going to choose to believe that it was positive and it was, you know, she was coming from an honest place, but I don't know. It could go either way, like you said, but I think either way it helped Karen, so I guess that's all that matters. Yeah, I think despite all that and me not really thinking it was real, um, that their healing seemed real. Like, they seemed like they really got a lot of the experience and it seemed like it brought them closer together. So I guess, like she said, that's what really matters. They got the piece that they were looking for. Yeah, and I do feel um, like you have a point where when Kieran first got in to the salt room, she wasn't very open to the experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She was still on that, nah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so she's going to start rolling her neck and getting all mm-hmm. shay-shay or whatever. But um, so I think, you know, because she didn't really seem like, she was kind of looking like, why are you touching me? Mm-hmm. You know, and the woman was talking about her chakras and her diaphragm and all this other stuff. And so she wasn't really hearing the woman until she made the comments, like, from her father. And that kind of, I think, 
brought Karen to a deeper place. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like she did sort of need something where she would kind of take it a little bit more seriously and not sort of, you know, like laugh it off and really use it for what it was worth. So that, yeah. was, that part I did kind of like. It was a good strategy. <laughs> 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 so what do you people in the chat think? Do they think that she's real or not? Well, Rhonda Johnson says, I'm waiting for Ashley to acknowledge her husband is bisexual. Dun, dun, um, dun. They actually haven't said anything about, uh, about the psychic. <laughs> the psychic. They're, they're worried about uh, Michael and his yeah. sperm count. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing I would have done is to have Crocodile Dundee tested. I can't wait till Ashley hears what her husband said and she will be in total denial. So yeah, they're more so talking about other things. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, but we feel you. But we love the paragraphs. Special <laughs> truth, guys. Exactly. So that means that Film Raider doesn't think that Ashley knows about the comments that her husband has made. So I yeah. guess we're going to see that soon. And that was another interesting point um, with tonight's show, where ever since Michael made that comment about wanting to suck somebody's D, um, I want to say every single episode, Candace has mentioned it. And every single episode, she's in the confessional like, but I'm going to keep that to myself. Well, if you mention it every week, mm-hmm. you are not keeping it to yourself. Like, yeah. there's no way. The it, guys, too, that's editing, though. The producers are putting that yeah. in there, too. But, but she's I, doing it in the confessional. So clearly, she's like, I'm going to keep this to myself. And she's done it, like, how many weeks now? Candace is just waiting for the absolute most messiest and exactly. worst moment to bring it up to drop it out there. That's what she's doing. It just hasn't been a moment like that where it was, it's really just going to stir the pot. I agree with that, but I also know the producers are saying, like, they're asking her in multiple different ways and they're putting it in there in multiple True. different episodes because that yeah. makes it cult, the culmination of it all just, like, more. So I don't think she's literally talking about it as much as it seems, but, mm-hmm. I mean, either way, she still has the same intention, so. Yeah. Exactly. It's still messy. Exactly. It's all messy. All right, you guys, that was this episode in a nutshell. Uh, let's move on to our special segment, Shadiest Moments. Mm-hmm. All right, Alexis, we'll start with you since I think you know what you want to say. My shadiest moment, I think, was from Queen Giselle when she said that business is between Ashley and her husband's penis, but then she counteracted and said, but we've all seen his penis, so it's between her and us. And I was like, whoa, wait, Ashley's your friend. Why are you bringing this up? Ashley said that those weren't nude pictures of her husband, so technically you didn't see Michael's penis. (laughs) But the fact that she even brought it up was very shady. That was definitely Michael. (laughs) That Michael written all over it. Um, I'm going to go with... Miss Shirley, when she when uh, the whole really interaction between her, Michael, and Ashley, when she oh, said, "No, your smell," I'm like, "Dang, did she just say Michael stink or <laughs> Ashley stink?" And then she mentioned the alcohol, mm-hmm. the Jesus. Actually, just Miss Shirley. Mm-hmm. Everything she said this episode was shady. That yes. was that church mom shade. Yeah, yes. <laughs> very much so. I'll go with um, Candace in her confessional when she was talking about Ashley at the. At the party, and she said, "Well, I'm gonna tell Ashley and Forehead to sit down or be quiet, or whatever." Yeah. So stop calling that girl Forehead. <laughs> um, so yeah, but I think the winner is Miss Shirley tonight. Yeah, she showed that grown woman shade. Yeah, yeah, but she ain't call nobody a heifer. So progress, Gross. exactly, <laughs> exactly. She's, she's maturing as a yeah. woman. Um, all right, so let's pull up some tweets from tonight. All right, so this is Michelle Gotchik. Chris shows how you handle your mother when she has beef with your wife. You show her you're standing by your wife, period. 
get in line or be off the island. Boop. Yes. Yeah, I loved how Chris handled that. And yeah. I think, yeah, that's the perfect summation of what he did tonight. So good job, Chris. Giselle, therapy has given me the confidence to buy a house. Me, no. Those Bravo checks have given you the confidence to buy a house. <laughs> Hello. Yes. Hashtag Real Housewives of Potomac. That too. Very yeah. much so. I was like, yeah, girl. <laughs> Uh, Robin, if your general crap contractor shows up in a suit, fire him. Uh, that was not the general contractor. <laughs> Jose is the general contractor, girl. That was her mentor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Um, yeah, okay, this is Creative Cal. Y'all know Karen Huger doesn't like to be touched. This old lady is too close, but we know she means well. She was too close. I would have been like, why are you all touching me? I know, I too? know. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, I can't read this one because it's so far. Can you read it? At DJ Pierce, did I really just hear Michael say he was 59? Bro, we know you were born in 1945. Yes. Okay. And he has a screenshot of this little thing that has Michael's birthday, and it does say 1101-1945. That much I did. 1945, guys. Yes. When he said that, I was like, I was, thank you. I was like, you look at, you've been out in the sun too long, so you do not look no 59. Yeah, he was Australian. He probably grew up, you know, out surfing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe that was 59 in Australian dog years. I don't know, oh my but God. he is really oh my more gosh. than 60, I've got to say. Wow. All right, you guys. So we will move on to some news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. Hey, guys. So all the Bravo fans out there, Bravo is actually having a BravoCon. It's going to be in NYC in November. Are you going? Uh, I, I, I probably will because yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to I'm gonna because. try to get my money because it's in New York City. So if it was in some place corny like Dallas, I might not go. But <laughs> it is in NYC, so I'm gonna try to make it. Yeah. Are you ladies gonna go? I am gonna watch as much as I can <laughs> on social media. Yeah. I'm sure I'll see a lot of it on all my favorite housewives pages. <laughs> exactly. I'll probably get the same experience on their stories on Instagram. Yeah. So I'll be watching from Instagram. Yep. All right. Sounds like a plan, people. All right, you guys, let's do our predictions. After we get out of here. Buzz TV predictions. Um, I think that we are going to see a lot of people finally confronting Candace for just being messy and mean. And I think we're finally going to see some aftermath for the comments that Michael made about wanting to, you know, do fellatio. Yeah, Candace. <laughs> Candace and uh, Ashley are gonna, you know, it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. The beef, it's gonna ignite. It's coming. Exactly, I agree. I think uh, more people are gonna get into it with Candace. I think. I don't know. I think Katie is going to get into some beefs as well, just being a friend of the show. I think mm-hmm. she's going to make some drama moves and get into it with people. And, you know, I think Giselle and Karen are going to have an even bigger split than they already have. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. That's our show tonight. So, ladies, where can the people find you? Hey, guys, I'm Laura Mayo. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren Out Loud or on YouTube at Laura Mayo. And you guys can follow me at I am Lexi Fierce on both Instagram and Twitter. All right, you guys. I'm Erica Edwards. You can follow me on all of my social media at Erica, E-R-I-K-A, D as in door, Edwards. Or you can catch me here tomorrow night for the season finale of The Shy at 9 p.m. Mm -hmm. All right. Ciao for now, guys. See you next week. Bye. 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 See you later.
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.